You're listening to the Odyssey Out Loud. I'm Anna Katerina. Episode 23. The Land of the Cyclops. So, sitting in the great hall of Alcinous, Odysseus continued his story. When dawn appeared, rose-fingered child of the morning, we went round the island, admiring it. Nymphs, the daughters of Zeus the Aegis-bearer, aroused wild mountain goats so my crew could have dinner. We grabbed our curved bows and long spears from the ships, divided into three and threw. The god wasted no time in giving us plenty of game. There were twelve ships with me, and each got nine goats. Just for me, they set aside ten. So then, all day till sunset, we sat feasting on plenty of meat and sweet wine. We hadn't finished off the ship's red wine yet, there was still some left. When we captured the holy citadel of the Kikones, everyone had poured a ton of it into double-handled jars. We saw the land of the Cyclops nearby, there was smoke and the cries of rams and goats. When the sun sank and darkness came on, we went to sleep there at the edge of the sea. When dawn appeared... Rose-fingered child of the morning, I called a meeting and said to them all, Loyal friends, the rest of you wait here. I'm going to go with my ship and crew to try to get information about the local men, who they are and whether they're overbearing, wild and lawless, or hospitable with God-fearing minds. That's what I said, and then I got on board and told my crew to come along and untie the stern. They boarded quickly and sat on the rowing benches. Sitting in rows, they struck the gray sea with their oars. But when we got there, and it was close by, we saw a cave at the edge of the sea, high up and overhung with laurels. Lots of sheep, rams, and goats slept there. A high wall had been built around it, with tall pines, towering leafy oaks, and stones sunk in the ground. A huge man slept inside. I mean, he was really something else, something out of the ordinary. We're talking big, strong, tall, and far above average. He tended to the sheep alone and remote. He didn't interact with the others. Instead, he lived far away and lawless. And since he'd been made incredibly big, he didn't seem like a man who eats bread, but like a wooded peak in the high mountains standing out from the rest. I ordered the others, my faithful crew, to stay where they were next to the ship and guard it. Then I chose twelve companions, the best of them, and headed out. In addition, I had some sweet black wine in a goat's skin. Maron, Yuantheo's son, had given it to me because, out of respect, we'd protected him and his wife and child. He was a priest of Apollo, who takes Ismaros under his protection, and he lived in Phoebus Apollo's wooded grove. He gave me splendid gifts, seven talents of well-worked gold and a solid silver mixing bowl, and then he drew sweet, undiluted wine into double-handled jars. Twelve in all, a heavenly drink. It was just for him and his wife. No one else in the house even knew about it except a single housekeeper, but not the slaves or maids. When they'd drink the honey-sweet red wine, he'd take twenty parts of water and pour in one cup filled to the brim with wine, and then a heavenly sweet smell would rise from the mixing bowl and no one would want to turn it down. I filled a big wineskin with it and another leather sack with food and brought them along. I had a feeling we were going to meet a savage man armored in great strength, with no idea of what's right 
or appropriate. We reached the cave quickly, but we didn't find him inside. He was herding his fat sheep through the pasture. Going into the cave, we looked around at everything. There were heavy baskets of cheeses. The pens were full of lambs and kids, each separated and corralled. The firstlings had their own spot, and then the nextborn, and then the youngest, also on their own. All the well-made jugs and milk pails flowed with whey, and then my companions begged me to first let them take the cheeses and go back, and then quickly drive the kids and rams from the pens, put them on the swift ship, and set sail on the salt sea. But I wasn't persuaded, though that would have gone a lot better. I wanted to see him. I thought he might give me hospitality. It wouldn't turn out well for my companions. So we waited for him, sitting inside. We lit a fire, made an offering, and ate the cheeses ourselves, till he came up, driving his flock. He had a heavy load of dry wood to use for dinner, and he threw it down with a crash inside the cave. We ran deeper inside, afraid, and then he drove the fat sheep into the wide cavern. He brought in all the ones he'd milked, but left the males, the rams and goats by the door in the deep courtyard. Then he picked up a huge stone door and put it in place. A real sturdy one, twenty-two solid wagons couldn't have moved it. That's how big the rock he put in front of the door was. He sat down and milked the sheep and bleeding goats exactly the way it should be done and put their kids under them. He took half of the white milk right away for curdling, collecting it in woven baskets, but the other half went into containers so he could drink it with his dinner. Then, when he'd lost no time in getting his work done, he lit a fire, looked at us, and asked, Strangers, who are you? Where did you sail from on the watery ways? On some business or roaming aimlessly like pirates who rove over the sea and gamble their souls bringing bad things to foreign folk. And that's what he said, and we froze in terror at his deep voice and unnatural sighs. But I spoke up anyway and said to him, Well, we're Achaeans, on our way from Troy. We got driven off course by all sorts of winds over the great depth of the sea. We took other roads, other ways on our way home. That's how Zeus wanted it, I guess. We're Atreides Agamemnon's people. Well, the most famous person on earth since he sacked such a great city and destroyed so many men. But we're here now, at your feet. Beggars, hoping you might give us hospitality or some other kind of gift. It's the right of guests. Have respect for the gods, good sir. We're your suppliants, and Zeus is the avenger of beggars and strangers, Zeus Aeneos, who travels with honored guests. Well, that's what I said, and he immediately said back to me with a ruthless heart, You're an idiot, stranger, come from far away if you tell me to fear or keep clear of the gods. The Cyclops don't care about Zeus the Aegis-bearer or the other blessed gods. We're much better than them. I wouldn't spare you or your crew to avoid Zeus' hatred unless I wanted to. But tell me, when you came here, where'd you put your ship? Somewhere far away or nearby? He was testing me. But I could tell I'm experienced. So I said back to him with cunning words, Earth-holding Poseidon shattered my ship, throwing it against the rocks at the borders of your land, bringing it close to the headland. The wind from the sea brought it, but we escaped from sheer destruction. That's what I said but he was ruthless and didn't reply. Instead, springing up, he reached for my crew. Seizing two of them at once, like puppies, he dashed them against the ground. Their brains spilled on the earth and drenched the path. Then, cutting them up, he made his dinner 
He ate like a mountain lion, nothing left. Not guts or meat or even the marrow-filled bones. We raised our hands to Zeus, crying out we felt helpless. Then, once the Cyclops' great stomach was full with milk and human flesh, he lay down inside the cave, stretched out through the sheep. Then I was consumed by the thought of going up, drawing my sharp sword from my side and plunging it into his chest, right through his liver. But as I went to draw it, I was stopped by another thought. Even if I did that, we'd still be lost. We couldn't push the sturdy stone which he'd placed away from the high doors on our own. So, filled with misery, we waited for divine dawn. You've been listening to The Odyssey Out Loud. I'm Anna Katerina. You can learn more and listen to new episodes at theodysseyoutloud.com. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com forward slash odysseyoutloud. Thank you for listening. <laughs>